Yeah. Are you still doing I think I was or just like... Uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I started... I, this isn't like a permanent thing, but I started drinking these like Yerba Mate teas. You drink those? Yeah, every day, man. Yeah. Oh, did you tell me about them once? Uh, Was that the maybe tea I you did. once told me about? I feel like I've told everyone I know about about. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. So do you buy big packs of Yerba Mate? No, I haven't seen... I only see them at Safeway, like, individually. And it's, like, it's always, oh, like, okay. two for five. So I get, like... So you grab five? Eight. I usually get Oh, wow. Five. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, uh... I actually started um, drinking Yerba Mate because I saw people on YouTube. So it's Yerba Mate, gotcha. All right. Yeah, the only reason I know that is just from watching these people on YouTube talk about it, how like yeah. they, they stopped drinking coffee because they were getting like headaches and jitters. And Before I was mate. killing people, and now I am about <laughs> peace in Yerba Mate. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. drinking coffee, and I was a full-fledged murderer. And now I'm, now I'm coming to life. Right. Yeah, it really does... It really makes you feel like you're a part of something, you know? Reach deep into the Yerba Mate culture and you'll discover people have long gathered to Im- imbibe mate to awaken the mind. Yeah. 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 I love reading the cans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I started like looking more into it and like even a lot of like South American like athletes will drink it before. So, really, games. every day? You do it every day? Uh, almost every day, but I definitely, wow. I, I'd say I'm probably like 80% yerba mate and 20% coffee now. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I and know I, how I long feel like it I'll does help me. It like, it does help me like focus. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I sometimes my thing with coffee was what I was wondering is like, am I really being more productive, or do I just feel more productive because I'm so hyped up? You know, like. Yeah sure maybe i have 10 times as many ideas as i usually would have but am i actually executing any of those or or am i just going to forget them too after the caffeine buzz wears yeah. off you know so yeah, that's kind of like a, the way i was thinking about it yeah and then like crash a little bit too right like, right and i don't know i just found myself so like too like irritable and angry as the day went on too and i was like Hmm. You maybe you wouldn't be <laughs> as irritable and angry, you know. Like that'd be good. You know, it'd be a better way to go yeah. through life. So, yeah, I don't know if it's actually uh, like, I mean, how much I'm actually like more focused or like locked in when I'm drinking it, but it like like subconsciously I feel that way. So even if it's just all in my head, like I'm still gonna try yeah. to do it. So the way yeah. I discovered it is through watching. Um, a show called The Cave. Um, I don't know if you, yeah, Kenny Beats's show. Yeah, that's how I you saw watch it. Too. Okay, wow, yeah. we're so on the same page here. I thought I was gonna come on the show and bring this whole new thing, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> you're gonna be like, Yerba mate, what is that? Kenny Beats <laughs> show, what is that? Or something like that. And I was gonna be like, no, this is how I started this whole new path. But you're already, <laughs> you're ten steps ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Funny yeah, we took so like the same direction though. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Whenever I saw him, I'm like, "What is that? That's a cool can. What he's drinking? It doesn't look like an ener- a regular energy drink. What is that?" And I just thought it was cool. So I was like, I thought for summer, I was like, "I'm I'm buying a case of that," you know. And so yeah. I ordered a case. Yeah. Like a 12 pack from Amazon that I have yeah, sitting it's... under my desk here. 
no i'm i'm definitely i'm more than pleased with it i don't watch a ton of uh i haven't seen a ton of those videos but i watched one with uh mark rebier uh who i oh. really like and uh yeah and kenny beats was like telling him that he should try it and he's like you're, you'll either think that you're having a heart attack or you're going to have a creative breakthrough. <laughs> it's like, <more laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, I should try that. Yeah. Cause I think they're very strong in caffeine, but mm-hmm. I feel like I don't necessarily notice it as much cause I am so dependent on coffee. Yeah. Um, and I have ingested so much coffee that like, maybe it's not hitting me as much as it would uh, someone else. Yeah. And once I started drinking, I started like looking into actually how much caffeine is in like a 12 or like 16 ounce cup of coffee. And it's really pretty similar to, to like these big cans. So I started to realize like, oh shit, mm. there's like actually a ton of caffeine just in yeah, regular there is. black coffee too. So yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been good. I, now like we we save money on on coffee but uh just spending it all on uh, but it's like three dollars three dollars a can on uh yeah the yerba mate yeah my flavor is the blue foria i don't know which one yours is blue foria and uh revel berry are my two favorites i have berry right now yeah man you're you're mo so i was gonna just like probably finish this like case i bought and call it a day but i might i might keep the I might keep the train going now. You're kind of motivating me to. Yeah, you should. I, I honestly like feel more like you were talking about being like irritable and like angry. Like, yeah. I would get to that point in the afternoon too, where I was just like, what the yeah. fuck did I do today? Like, yeah, I was staring at my computer thinking that I'm working, but I didn't get anything done. Right. Right. But yeah. I feel much and more it feels like, like you feed, you feels like you feed into the internet or something. Like you're just scrolling yeah. and shit. You're just, wasting time yeah yeah like i have energy from coffee but i just use it to yeah waste time while i could be doing actual like productive shit yeah 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 and i think it's also because i'm already like an irritable person like coffee is not like it's not a good uh i don't know force for that because like it Mm -hmm. makes me just like if i get annoyed by something i'll get like i'll get like twice as annoyed you know like (laughs) there's I had this moment with like a coworker this week where I like, I straight up called this guy. I told him he was ignorant for something he said, (laughs) this like 40 year old guy. (laughs) And it was such a stupid argument. And like, I I don't look back on it like with regret necessarily. Cause I was like, I stood up for what I believed in, you know, but Mm. I was like thinking at the time I was like, wow, like you were way too like fueled up. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. like you were too mad during that. Like you should have just like been able to calmly state how you felt, you know, and like mm-hmm. spoken about it more neutrally than I did. Like, like, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, I wanted to like rip this guy's soul apart, you know, that yeah, sort of yeah. feeling. So I was like, all right, maybe no, co- <laughs> no <laughs> coffee tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It takes one of those moments for you to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to make the change. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know, if you hear, here's, if you want to know an inside into that story, here's the guy said, here's what the guy said. He said, he said, and what's so stupid about the argument is that I 
I have no knowledge on this subject whatsoever. So I was arguing about something that I don't even really know anything about. But the guy basically said, we're like stocking shelves, right? And he's like, we saw this Jamaican like ginger beer. And I was like, Jamaican ginger beer. Hmm. And then he was like, he was like, I would never try anything from Jamaica. And I was just, just like, why? And he was like, <laughs> because there is no good beer in Jamaica. And I was just like, that's ignorant. <laughs> and then yeah. he was like, and then he like followed it up. He was like, what do you mean? Name one good brewery from Jamaica. And then I realized I'm like, ah, oh, I, I don't have any, I don't know any breweries Rinstra. from Jamaica, of course. Why would, oh, are they from Jamaica? They might, they're probably owned by an American company, honestly, but they, oh, but do they like represent themselves. the Jamaican yeah. side? Yeah. And so like, I wasn't on a good side of the argument, even though like, but what I, w- I was not trying to argue for Jamaican beer. I was arguing against like that worldview of like, we live yeah. in Glen Ellen and we're white. So there's no good Jamaican beer, that sort of thing. And then he continued to use that whole mentality against my argument. And we were in Glen Ellen in a Binnie's Glen Ellen. So it worked for his side. You know, he was like, <laughs> look at all the beer around us. Not one beer from Jamaica. And I was like, oh, damn it. And I was like, I just want to like, destroy this guy right now but i really can't and like we're on such different like wavelengths right now there's nothing i can say about it um yeah but at least i like at least i like said something you know because in the past when someone says something that's a little like i don't know it's not even like triggering it's more like just something i heavily disagree with i'll just kind of like lean back and, you know, I just felt good not to lean back for a change. It's kind of a direction I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but without being like a mean person, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. I definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely relate to that. Because just especially with last year, I felt like there's so many like sensitive things. Yeah. And I either ignore it or I go like full on combative. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah. Right. I, I that That's the problem I have too. And it's one of those things as like an adult, like you're learning, you're like, you realize that all, like all of adulthood is just like everyone having like opinions about everything <laughs> yeah. and everyone just like, you know, there's a great scene in uh, Bo Burnham's special, um, which I just watched this week, which I know you've nice. seen a couple times and oh, where yeah. he says, he says, can anyone ever just shut up yeah. about anything they think yeah. ever and like he just keeps going on just saying that about over and then thing. he says yeah yeah just about one thing and he's like of course though i am on right now talking about what i think yeah. <laughs> so there's that you know and, and yeah. Yeah, that was one of those parts of the special where i was like oh this yes exactly because that's like one of those things i've noticed about adulthood is like everyone is so like religious to their opinions that they're mm. like willing to die die with them and also like um i don't know it's like how they decide who they how they ingest their you know media so media material like what comedians they like as well as where they're even gonna fucking live you know for instance so it's just yeah yeah it's it's real out here with the opinions man yeah Yeah. everyone yeah has to have an opinion on every single thing yeah on everything and we all defer uh, we defer so much in so many different ways it's like crazy yeah i definitely am uh 
I've definitely just within the past year even been just trying to think more along the lines of like uh like I, I read this book about this French guy from like the 1500s and his like philosophy on life and everything and one of his big things like he seems just like a real lazy schmuck but like yeah. in a good way and his whole like right. philosophy was like was like I'm certain of nothing like nobody really knows anything yeah. so to like it's okay right. like you don't have to have an opinion on everything right like, uh, yeah and, and I would just try and tie that into like my uh, everyday life like who's better Jordan or LeBron it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I don't know <laughs> right. nobody's ever right. gonna know yeah. yeah who cares yeah like I've learned like I respect like people more like um the more they're willing to like I don't know just admit ignorance more like one of my favorite friends I have and also like one of the funniest friends I have he's like one of those guys who's just willing to like talk about like how confused he is by everything and how everything works he's like yep i have no idea what i'm doing and it's i love it like we laugh about it constantly and it's like it's refreshing because everyone everyone especially in their 20s has this like chip on their shoulder to prove that they do in fact know everything um and it's just not the way it is with anybody and so like that's like yeah. So people like that, I just, I, I don't know. I gravitate more. I'm like, if you can like laugh at yourself a little bit, I'm like, I'm down with, I'm down with it. Yeah. That's, I, I don't subscribe to the notion of yeah, people who just like call others out on, on, on shit that they themselves don't actually know anything about, you know, just, yeah. they just want to inject their own opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I was one of like what we started this by me being one of those guys. You know, it's just, that's just like the cost though of like, that's the cost of like, I don't know, being around and like living, I think. Yeah. Being an adult. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Like if you work with someone who says, and this guy, he says things all the time where I'm just like, ugh, like this guy, like not even like offensive, like white people things, just like, I don't know, general, like, like life views and stuff like that. And like it's just not my like I know there's plenty of people who are like that but be where I am right now it's just not my cup of tea to listen to you know yeah yeah Yeah, well Uh, there's there's that I I needed to (laughs) I needed to talk about that yeah glad you can get that off your chest yeah but uh yeah we should now be sponsored by Yerba Mate that would be uh, dude. That'd be uh, ama- that'd be ama- that'd be amazing. I don't know if we're I don't know if we're uh, we're chill we're chill enough though. Yeah, they probably don't even sponsor Kenny Beats, so we we we're probably. I know they don't. The like that's calls. how cool yeah. they are. They don't even like sponsor Kenny yeah. Beats. <laughs> I think in the past though, like one of the reasons why like I've anxiously drank coffee this year is because I felt like when I've been unproductive in the past, I was like, well, you weren't drinking coffee to start the day so you were dragging to start the day but then i realized i'm like oh no that's not that wasn't the coffee man that was you that was like i don't know a mental like presence thing you that was more like just a i don't know i was just fucking up you know that was on my on myself that was just me not having a good approach to the day and just being lazy and you know that you know just that depressed like getting up late watching stuff all day sort of mentality yeah right yeah wasn't because I wasn't drinking coffee. coffee. Nah, it wasn't because I wasn't <laughs> drinking coffee. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, when you're in that mindset, you go, you start blaming 
flaming things that really have no uh not that much influence yeah i guess uh should we get into uh should we get talk the about the yeah the um we talk about the cable guy today the cable guy one of the the this is gonna sound crazy but one of the weirder jim carrey roles <laughs> ever yeah <laughs> For sure, but I I think it like I don't know I think it blends w- with a lot of them in its own way. I think it's also because this is such a more the rest of the movie around him has such a mainstream like feel to it also, which makes it weirder. Like when yeah. I was watching, for instance, the like the medieval time scene, I was kind of like, all right, this feels like a very you know like something that's very modern, something that isn't trying to tonally, it's trying to be like a popular comedy. It's just it has this like incredibly weird guy in it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and he's like a lot of Jim Carrey movies in the '90s. He's just all the people are like fairly normal, and then there's Jim Carrey, you know, just like Ace Ventura. Yeah, like, everybody is pretty normal, and then yeah. there's him who is just insane. Right, right. And, and, and this I is think... a time when he's like on top of the world, where they would like. The, the whole movie is centered around his sort of like characters and his like, yeah, his sense of humor where, cause I mean, that's, that's what made them. That's what made these movies money. Yeah. It was, there would be no movie if this guy wasn't, you know, so weird. That's like the whole, yeah. the whole thing in this movie. It's just, this guy's a weirdo. And <laughs> it is like, it, it is like seen that way throughout. Like he, anything he says is just, I don't know, just something, you know, it's not, mm. he doesn't just say hello in a, like, like any person, like he, he makes you like your, he makes your brain get tied into knots with the way he says hello. He like, it'll make you think about it for a little bit or, or just, or just yeah. like what the movie's supposed to do, which is make you laugh. Like there are just so many moments where he'll just say like one phrase, like, and I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I'm thinking about? You remember the, uh, the scene that made me the laugh most in this movie, um, which we can well, we can talk about again later, is like the game the game scene um, at uh, Matthew Broderick uh, Matthew Broderick Stevens' parents' house, it's where family. like yeah, yeah yeah where the cable guy kind of like hijacks this family dinner and he's like <laughs> and he is <laughs> like the word the word is vagina. <laughs> and 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 Matthew Brock's like like just the way the whole family is like in for it, you know, they're yeah. like all down for it. And Matthew Broderick's like the only normal one where he's like got to talk to his mom and be like, he's got to be like center, center, yeah. <laughs> like just guess woman. it so he can be done with this. Yeah, woman. Yeah, he's just he's like I'm not doing this not doing this with my family yeah and then the way he yeah exactly yeah. and the way he just looks so annoyed by it but then like uh the cable guy he's just like embracing it and like his lisp just embraces it and yeah. the whole family bob odenkirk included is just yeah. like they just can't get enough of it for some reason they're like the weirdest family ever he's like <laughs> he's like pe- penis i think he's just like the life of the party like he's just yeah 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 fun yeah fun fun guy and uh that uh the way yeah you're right the way he says all that just he totally commits to that that. 
I don't know. That scene for me was like comedic gold. Yeah, yeah. The word is penis. Yeah. Nipple. <laughs> Nipple. <yeah. laughs> oh, In yeah, ways, it's, it's so like the, such low form comedy, but I don't know. With like Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick's like acting in it, and also the way the scene is like shot and covered by Ben Stiller, I was kind of like, this scene's kind of like comedic gold right now. Like, this is yeah. great. Genuinely, really uncomfortable. And uh, yeah, I, it totally makes sense why uh, why Matthew Broderick would be uh, you know wanting to just punch that guy, yeah, uh, which then traumatizes the family. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This was I back mean, when like Jim Carrey, I feel like, is doing like like three movies a year, all these like wacky comedies with uh, yeah, just like sort with of, everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he's on top of the world. And uh, I don't even, was this, had Ben Stiller really done much? Like, so he had directed, oh, acting? Yeah, I I feel like he wasn't even that big of a star. So he started out like as a wanted, he wanted to be a director. Mm. Um, That's like kind of in the 90s how he came up. Um, And he directed that one movie we talked about. Um, on another reality bites oh that's right uh, if yeah. remember we talked about reality bites once and so that would be his i don't know maybe his directorial debut and then he follows it up with cable guy which happens to have like so much comedic talent in in it yeah. um and i think let me let me check before i i use all right i thought that judd apatow had something to do with this he did, yeah. He, he, he produced. He produced. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was reading something about how he, you know, he wrote a good chunk of the script, but didn't end up getting a writing credit for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it seemed like it was, it's kind of like the brainchild of uh, Ben Stiller, Judd Apatow, and Jim Carrey in a way. Right. Um, and, yeah. And I feel like Jim Carrey is also very like a head of everyone in this movie like everyone else is kind of still trying to make it in a way mm-hmm. and yeah yeah so like they're kind of you know riding off his talent a little bit at one i also thought that while i was watching the movie i was like okay this script is really not as good a lot of the times as jim carrey is like he's making, he's really making a lot of this. Like a lot of this is kind of generic, like comedy stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. it's just Jim Carrey taken to a whole nother level, another weird place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really the rest of it is just, just some normal guy who's bummed about his girlfriend breaking up with him. And yeah, yeah everyone is really totally normal. And then, you know, like at work, he has his own like, his own struggles with uh, just his boss and like success at work. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's really not a whole lot of actual like comedic moments outside of when Jim Carrey's there, who also no. adds to some like horror, <laughs> like as oh, yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Um, like the scene where he, he attacks Owen Wilson in the bathroom <laughs> I was actually scared when he like popped up in the urinal. I was like, oh, yeah, holy yeah. shit. 
that's a just a really like funny hilarious fight scene too he's like yeah, sticking his yeah. face in the the hand dryer uh yeah owen wilson in this too this is yeah this cast is pretty crazy i didn't remember all these people in it um from the last time i watched this but uh yeah i mean jack black is like matthew broderick's actual like best friend yeah uh, yeah <laughs> leslie mann his ex-girlfriend um and then i do uh, i love the little like subplot of ben stiller being on uh on trial for oh yeah, yeah, yeah. on the murder trial he, he's seen the at the movie. beginning and the end i think yeah 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 that's a nice little uh cameo by uh by him too yeah i i like i do i i like this movie very it, as like an every man classical comedy though too like just the idea of it starting off with a guy who's like the cable guy is not here <laughs> you know what i mean like as ba- i've been waiting for him all day like as basic as that is it's like i don't know it just feels like a typical lazy man's comedy and um who can't relate to just like you know loving television and that being a lot of what this movie is about um I've seen a lot of like genre like uh, labels of this movie. Like a lot, everyone says this movie's a satire, and they don't do that with a lot of movies. Um, and I would almost say it's a stretch. I would say it's a stretch almost to call this movie a satire because that means it's like really calculated and has like that much to say about society, which I, I really don't. I think it's more so about like a lonely guy who has no friends. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. But, you know, there are, like, small, like, satirical things, like the fact that the cable guy has, you know, connections, uh, <laughs> like, to everything, you know, and he's able to use that to control this guy's life. Like, you know, like, he, I got I got them all free cable. That's how we're yeah. able to do this right now. Yeah, what free is he? Cable. He keeps saying, like, uh, all these people are uh man I, I forget like what what the word is but he uses it to describe everyone like oh that's a uh you know customer a uh loyalty customer yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that uh, yeah. it's like a top customer or something like that or mm-hmm. um i don't know class first class customer it's like something like that yeah it's yeah. even when matthew broderick's in jail and like the the guard is also... yeah the guard <laughs> behind him yeah yeah and so it's basically you see that he's really like all of his his friendships and just like the people he knows are all yeah based in him giving them free stuff and like yeah and he doesn't actually know anyone outside of the being a cable guy yeah yeah and i guess the the satire part maybe comes in like commentary on like how much americans are just like glued to tv with the whole like trial at the end right. where like everybody's trying to watch it right um and then he and, you know, I, and I think when he has it, that very like prophetic like monologue on top of the cable dish mm-hmm. that's like very satirical too i forget what he says this is one of those movies that i wish i had seen just like a couple more times because i'd be able to like say a lot of the quotes more yeah because it is very quotable there's so many quotes and references to like here's TV. one thing he says he says free cable is the ultimate aphrodisiac <laughs> yeah, that's <right. laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah 
Like that's <laughs> something he says. He says that all the time. Um, you'll be able to visit the uh, one channel. Why? Oh yeah, yeah. The future is now. Soon, every American home will integrate their television, phone, and computer. You'll be able to visit. You'll be able to visit the Louvoir on one channel or watch female wrestling on another. You could do your shopping at home or play Mortal Kombat with a friend from Vietnam. Yeah. There's no end to the possibilities. That's the the dish line that I was thinking of. Yeah, and I yeah, I just I feel like all the. I guess you can look into some of that being satire, but I feel like the main thing is just his character is like his whole personality is just shaped by TV because he's so yeah. lonely and his he talks about his mother not um, not paying attention to him, I think, in the end. So that like right. really all he had was the TV. And he's very he's very nerdy, too, in that like not only does he have a huge list, but every time he talks, it's like he is... Um, trying to impersonate someone from a TV show or movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and like every time he talks, I mean, the, the biggest, the most obvious example is when they're like, you know, they're medieval, medieval times and he starts to talk like from, you know, a medieval time, like, like to the, he talks to Janine Garofalo like he's like a lord and then he acts like <laughs> sexist towards her, like she's going to be like, sir serving him later and also like sleeping with him like meet his every need and he like says this really offensive thing towards her and then you could tell he like he like laughs it off to matthew broderick like that part was that part was pretty funny yeah yeah like he's always playing this character yeah yeah like you said pretty basic it's like premise the, every like how the godfather has a slow zoom out of its main character this has a slow zoom out of a television where we see as you saw Ben Stiller, you know, sitting there on trial. Um, I will say the his '90s roles that he did have were very memorable and funny, such as um, Big Dad, his Big Daddy role, um, where he's like, "You're you're in my world now, Grandma." I can't remember. He's the um, he's the he's like the doctor at the old folks' home that. Um, oh yeah, no, not yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Happy Gilmore. I'm thinking of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. So he leaves he's got the her mustache. there, yeah, and he's got yeah. the mustache, and he's like, <laughs> "You're in my world now, Grandma." <laughs> yeah, that that is a good role. Yeah, Man, that's like that. such an iconic. Uh, Check out role. the name tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can trouble me for a warm glass. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what else I've yeah. noticed uh, going off that bid is that Adam Sandler has like some, for some reason he just thinks grandmas are funny. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not only seen in his stand-up special, um, but I was watching what, what Adam Sandler did I watch recently? I watched the wedding singer for the second time. And there's just, I don't know. There's just multiple times in like the weddings when he's performing where the grandmas just do something like we weird. Like they just show the grandmas in the audience acting just really strange or something. And yeah. Uh, and, and he's at multiple weddings and there's always these grandma just bids uh, that come out of nowhere. And uh, I mean, in uh, even happy Madison movie, he produced grandma's boy and. Uh, oh Yeah. 
and Hubie Halloween. I mean, his, it's his yeah, mom. That, his, but... mo- his mom is, is a grandma basically. And yeah. she's, <laughs> she's fucking hilarious in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for Sandler some loves reason. The old ladies, they make him laugh yeah. more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for some reason. Um, another, another bit in wedding singer that really like got to me is when I, I like the scene where, uh, Drew Barrymore dances with, um, like, the fat loser kid you know yeah and he just grabs he grabs her ass and starts dancing (laughs) with her like that and then literally like everyone just starts doing it in the whole (laughs) in the whole dance (laughs) fucking hilarious probably wouldn't be done today but i still think it's like a it still made me very happy to watch man yeah it's been a long time since i've seen that yeah that's why i had to throw it on uh, so anyways, this is where Matthew Broderick's calls Jack Black and he's like, how's the move going, buddy? And he's like, the cable guy, the cable guy isn't here. He's like, so it's going terrible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I haven't been able to watch TV all day. And it's, he's been making him wait like five hours. Um, which is, there's like a whole Seinfeld episode where I don't know if you've seen it or remember it where Kramer like is mad about at the cable guy making him wait like all day so he does the reverse to the cable he does the reverse to the cable guy and says he's going to be available from like eight to two or whatever and then he makes him wait so like (laughs) just the premise of this movie to me is already like almost i don't know not unoriginal but it just does it feels like too small almost for a movie yeah like a guy dealing with a cable guy it's I mean, there's tons of comedy movies like this where it it's feels like a sketch that was stretched out, you know, for two hours or something like that. Um, uh, so, but yeah, then, so he's waiting for the cable guy. He's in the shower and then like Jim Carrey's gets there very, you know, he, he shows up in the movie faster than you would think, but also this movie isn't much without him. So he, he kind of, yeah, he kind of yeah. has got to get there. Um and uh, I, yeah, I love. I just love this uh, entrance of this character. Just cable guy. The fa- just the fact that he's been this late, and um, he, he, but yet he is like, he is not taking a second of waiting, and he, he has. It's already like a sketch where he has this overly sophisticated view of his job, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah. It kind of goes along with, yeah, like what we were saying about just the fact that this guy is surrounded by cable and everything like that. And that's all his life is so that when he he gets into a person's house, all he sees is like, what does he say? He's like, this could be a really cool pad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and it's almost like he's viewing like this in first encounter is like, OK, this guy could be my friend friend and I can hook yeah. like another person and I can hook him up good, you know, with all this free stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he says, I'll juice you up. Right. Oh, is that how he uh, says? Jack Black, Jack Black tells him, yeah, you got right. it. Just offer him 50 bucks. He'll give you all the dirty yeah. channels or whatever. It's yeah. like the inciting incident of, of the movie in a way is like, can he get porn from the cable guy <laughs> pretty much yeah. if he just like, yeah and then you know, jim carrey is thinking like yes this is perfect this is my end to like become friends with him just hook him up with uh all the dirty channels yeah 
Right. And I, because that's when he, when he asks him that, uh, like when he, when does it, so first, doesn't he like stay for a little bit, like watching TV and he's like, what are you still doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And then, and then he's leaving Jim Carrey kind of seems disappointed. Like, you know, that, I don't know, like he's, you could tell he just wants to hang out with this guy or something. And then, Really, the invitation to be a friend is when he brings up the next line, you know, when he asks for the secret channels. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that's when he turns around and it's like him, you know, invite him to a movie or something like that. Yeah, well, I think he invites him to like the satellite dish. Is that the same scene? Uh, possibly. I honestly was hoping you would help me remember some of the specifics of this <laughs> plot. <laughs> I, I think then um, he... I think that's when they first hang out. Yeah, and and he's yeah. like, um, he's really like insisting on him visiting the satellite dish with him, and yeah, and so they go, and it's like it's weird because they don't really know each other, right? Um, and that's just kind of like yeah, starting the whole thing of of Jim Carrey trying to take advantage of uh of their non-friendship yeah and doesn't he like at the end when they're hanging out like ask him so uh i i don't even know your name <laughs> he's yeah, like yeah. you want to know my name <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i feel like it's that that just that personal and the personal touch that matthew broderick's character has and also maybe just his ignorance to I don't know the who this guy could be, and also the cable. I don't know this whole ca- the exchange of free cable. Also, mm-hmm. it's like just what leads him to be maybe a little too friendly to him, and what leads to hit, uh, hit the cable guy getting like too attached. Yeah, yeah. And Matthew Broderick is definitely he's like a nice guy who's who's up until he gets really desperate, he is pretty nice to him and like turning him down and almost the reason their like friendship starts is just because he's too nice to just completely like cut him out in a way yeah even though he yeah. does try yeah you know this yeah. also reminded me of i mean there's just like a lot of movies where the scenario is sort of it's these two guys that coincidentally meet one is really just a weirdo and very lonely and looking for a friend and the other one has just gone through something in his life and he's really stressed out. And right. uh, it reminded me of like Dinner for Schmucks even, which is uh, <sighs> a ridiculous movie in its own right. But of like, yeah. there's always like the trope of like the weird lonely guy who then continually is like, shows a good heart and pisses off the straight mm. man. Uh, mm-hmm. And then ultimately you feel bad for this weird lonely guy and think yeah. the straight man's an asshole. And in this case, the weird yeah. lonely guy is a complete psychopath and right, right. Yeah. You're, you're terrified for the straight man. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think um, uh, during the satellite dish scene also is a good qu- a quote where he says, uh, uh, Steven and actually his, the cable guy's name is in fact, chip Doug Douglas. Uh, not that it matters. We're going to keep calling cable guy. Um, <laughs> but Steven asks, the cable guy you know my brother is a a speech therapist and he says he says so 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like trying to pretend he like either doesn't know he has a speech impediment or that um he doesn't care or something like that. And then it's just kind of like this awkward moment where they don't talk about it, but and Jim Carrey kind of keeps looking back at him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it's a funny moment. His, his speech impediment in this is just so over the top. And um, yeah, it is felt, it is felt in like every, every line. And it's almost like the only thing, one of the few things that distinguishes this character from and like this, that and the hair like our say what distinguishes this guy from Ace Ventura. Yeah, for real. Yeah, he is definitely definitely channeling Ace Ventura. I guess what happens after that is just we see more of um Matthew Broderick going to work and still bummed about his girlfriend. The answering machine obviously says like Steven doesn't live here anymore. If you want to reach him, like so like they're you know establishing the fact that he's going through this breakup and now Matthew Broderick doesn't really know he's kind of lost he's at a turning point in his life yeah and, he's in a vulnerable place um, yeah and actually and this I, might be when they when he might go with uh, Chip to the satellite after this I, I might be confusing it yeah we're mixing it up regardless yeah it doesn't matter I'm trying to think what happens before they go to medieval times um well they i think they they watch more tv together at his place and he's telling and he's like you gotta ask her to dinner man like he's he's, telling her to, <laughs> <laughs> he's like giving this guy of all people is giving him like relationship advice yeah and, yeah. and he's like actually like encouraged by it because he's so yeah he's just so defeated by it he's like yeah okay i'll you know i'll ask her to dinner and um yeah and what's weird been... about this too like but just the fact that this movie is like a thriller you know where you're supposed to fear jim carrey a lot but yet mm-hmm. they're always like hanging out as this like buddy comedy too like there's yeah. scenes like that where it's like you gotta ask him to dinner man and yeah. you actually like almost kind of want to see them together too it's it's strange yeah yeah it's like um actually i was reading something that jim carrey said he said it he called it like the odd couple meets Rosemary's baby or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, I can see. Um, but yeah, he's like giving him advice and he's, he's like taking him up on it. He's like, yeah. I'll, uh, and just by like taking him up on his advice and like actually listening to his advice, he's um, just like in a way giving Jim Carrey a free pass to like continue to be a part of his life in a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. And then I think from there. Well, uh, and I also think I think through this though too, isn't he like trying to build up a little bit? Like he's trying to tell the the cable guy, like I don't want to be friends with you or something, but he like fails or some like that's just like a running thing throughout, like where he just yeah. he can't seem to man up to just like tell to tell him like, all right, I need some uh, I need some space now, man. And he it's like a like and then Jim Carrey takes like rejection but then he comes back it's like okay i see how it is yeah yeah it's yeah just it never ends he's always but he somehow keeps contacting him or finding him or showing up at his house and yeah uh calling him yeah well it doesn't Um, doesn't it yeah 
I'm mixing up so much of the plot here, but I guess we can get to medieval times because that's what I remember next. Well, before Unless there's then, something you know first, yeah. They go, uh, they have the basketball game. The, yes, the okay, all right. I remember that. <laughs> he's Which like, oh, is... okay, it's a, uh, he's like, it's a, uh, roughhouse game huh <laughs> yeah which is uh actually a really funny scene yeah when he's, it is. Uh, he's just going way too hard and uh yeah <laughs> just getting right up in the guy's faces yeah there, i feel like in the 90s and early 2000s there's a lot of comedies that use like pickup basketball yeah uh as like yeah. a setting for a, a really comedic like wacky scene yeah. right right that just that's another scene that stands out to me is like like with the medieval time scene is just like mainstream comedy like oh let's have a basketball game oh let's go to a place that we all know is weird and then the characters will go there and do the weird things and comment on how weird it is it feels you know it's like very uh i mean for the 90s it's modern because it's like it feels like a thing that would be done in the 2000s yeah yeah definitely and uh uh yeah i mean when when they're playing he's just super super aggressive and <laughs> yeah and, uh has and no then, self-awareness and he's like what are, and... what are you doing and when the game's over it's like what are you doing man what was that <laughs> yeah yeah and that's that's a that's one of like matthew broderick's like many breaking points is like one he just totally embarrassed him and also <laughs> yeah. just yeah. is just a lunatic and he broke the the backboard um yeah oh yeah he like does a shack over the like one of his friends he (laughs) says thanks for the lift buddy i haven't dunked since eighth grade or something like that (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh yeah he's also this like freak athlete of course but uh (laughs) i mean he is like with a lot of things he does he like slides through like uh you know like air like air vents and stuff in this movie he does all sorts of shit the way he gets i was trying to picture when he kills not kills owen wilson but when he pretty much just when he fucks it up owen wilson yeah. i was thinking like oh so he must have did, did like a a jim carrey slide under the ur- urinal in order to do that you know like <laughs> yeah. like a sl- like a type of like like a feat of flexibility you would see him doing the mask where he just like squeezes his body between a yeah. door or something like that yeah and that's where i wonder like is it implied that just from him watching so much like tv and movies like is he then you know just from like watching action movies or something is that how he's like taking in all this uh like combat experience that he has um uh yeah but i guess that all after that there's kind of like you know the date with his ex-girlfriend which is like which goes well i think because you know really like his ex-girlfriend it doesn't like hate him by any means like they're on pretty good terms it's almost like a frustrating like situation. You're like, like it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's held so much weight as, you know, like the big conflict for the protagonist in this, but it's really not even like, I don't know. There's nothing that makes you feel like, yeah, you know, I don't know, fear for him not getting this girl really. Yeah. No, it like, she seems just like really nice. And like, she actually didn't break up with him. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it seems like they're just like in a, yeah. On a, on a break or something like that yeah but uh, then I, I forget exactly how how it happens how chip gets um, matthew broderick to continue to stay with him but then they end up yeah going to yeah. medieval times it's a lot of just that that same thing that push pull 
between yeah. a friendship or not. So at, at medieval times, as we said before, Janine <laughs> Garofalo is there waitress and it's just hilarious because you could tell she's just like you know a young adult who's like hates this job and is just doing it to get by and then mm. the cable guys there just going like going around long with the whole act and you could tell it's just like ruining her night um yeah and but then she has I'll... this go ahead all right she has this line where she says uh steven says can i get a knife or fork and she says there are no utensils in me medieval times. Hence, there are no utensils at medieval times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then doesn't, maybe I'm thinking of something else, but doesn't he go like, do they have Pepsi in medieval times or something? Yeah, like he, that say, he says, yeah. he says, um, the, there were no utensils, but there was Pepsi. And she says like, dude, I got a lot of tables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just not having it. She, she doesn't care about staying in character. <laughs> and when she says, he says, where are we eating? He says, only the best restaurant in town. <laughs> and big wide shot of medieval times. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, of course, for some reason, he, he has hooked up everyone, all the knights with free cable or something so then because of that he gets to fight his friend right like that's right like that's a perk of uh being friends with the knights is you get to fight your friend in the middle of medieval yeah i guess and one of one of the weapons that he uses in this fight jim carrey that i see you see him put it down at the end like he has this axe which is totally sharp and i'm kind of (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> just because they have armor on like that is dangerous as hell that that yeah. was his weapon yeah it's uh yeah it goes way too far and yeah uh, there he you could also feel like jim carrey like he's like narrating the fight as it goes on and <laughs> like his voice he kind of like makes sound effects with his voice as like the music goes and like as he's like attacking him and it, it I don't know. It's really like hilarious and creepy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely where like the Ace Ventura comes out of too. Like the same things. Like yeah. A lot, of the, physic- fight, a lot you know. of the physicality comes out and yeah, it's just like great cinematic physicality that uh, you could only compare to like guy, like old school, like silent comics in a way and like Steve yeah. Martin and stuff like that. Yeah, because otherwise this scene would be like some generic, like it is a generic thing. Just the fact that like, oh, look at the two characters at medieval times. Here they are fighting. But uh, just Jim, Jim Carrey's like ability to perform makes it something else. Like, yeah, because otherwise yeah. it would be like, say, like in role models when Paul Rudd has a sword fight, you know, there's they're LARPing, you know, yeah. there's nothing really special to it. They're just doing it because it's a funny, nerdy thing to be doing. Oh, well, obviously that gets uh matthew broderick uh pissed off again because every uh every time they're together something ends up happening well i I think they're still kind of friends though at the end of this Um, like because they go they go home after oh yeah they go back and you could tell the cable guy is just like he's thrilled with how the night went um (laughs) (laughs) it's like this is my best friend now and they get back and he has like He's given Steven this whole new setup. Um, he juiced him up. Yeah. Yeah, he juiced him up, which it is like, I, I do miss like the fact that we used to have like 
entertainment setups that did take up that much space actually like mm. now we just have one tv that really can do everything but mm. back then we had something that was like a whole wall of space and it like big yeah. big ass speakers and it filled up your whole room so this is like a very like this is a thing that was cool like in the 90s for sure yeah yeah this movie is very like of its time uh just like obviously because of how uh, centered around like cable TV it is. But uh, yeah, every, everything from like the entertainment center to, um, you know, Jack Black saying, you know, ask for, for all like the, the extra channels. Yeah, like that right. was like, yeah. Oh, That's yeah, how you watch pornography back then. Yeah. 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 Like that was like a big deal for people was to get all this like extra shit. Um yeah, yeah, and he's he broke. Could go get your TV and... mod, man. I got my TV modded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and cable uh, guy hooked it up. Yeah, and then I yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, like um, Chip. So yes, and yeah, and Steven are like kind of on good terms. They're yeah. kind of buds, but he's not happy about it because he is giving him like thousands of dollars worth of stuff. So it is like a very uncomfortable thing, and um, he says like. I want you to take it back. And he's like, but you've given, he's like, he's like, I can't just take this. I can't accept this. He's like, but you've given me the best thing. Friendship, friendship, <laughs> friendship, <laughs> friendship. He's like, yes, but I've you, I've given you friendship and you've given me friendship. So we're even, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he doesn't <laughs> yeah. understand how it works. Um, and so He's mad at him, but then like the next day, the cable guy calls him and he goes like, "All right, I I take I thought about what you said. Um, I'll t- I'm taking the equipment back." But then he just like they decide to have like a karaoke uh, party just before he yeah. has to give it back. So then he has this uh, big bash at uh, Stephen's house um, with his friends, aka yeah, all yeah, his yeah, preferred yeah. customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is there's a line where Stephen's like you have some good friends. He's like, oh, they're just preferred customers. And he <laughs> says it in like a sly way too. Like, like they really aren't customers. You know what I mean? Like he's just good at relationships really, but they are literally preferred customers. Like he's just yeah. hooked them up all with shit. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He's bribed them all to be, uh, to be his friends in a way or acquaintances. Yeah. And there's um, like a scene where Jack Black kind of, he's staring cable guy down yeah. and he's like, I'm watching you, buddy. <laughs> Jack Black sees through it. Yeah, he yeah, yeah he knows he's no good. Yeah. Um, I think doesn't Jack Black like end up leaving after that? Um, and leaving the party. I think he leaves. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I but, think uh, I think I think uh, Jim Jim points out to him. He's like, look at him because uh, he introduces uh, Stephen to a girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, look at him. He's having a good time, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like dancing with the girl. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, he's trying to be like his wingman. He's like, he's like, look over there, like oh, pretty cute, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's look been looking there. at you all night. Yeah, she's like, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. And doesn't like an old dude have like a song that he sings karaoke? <laughs> yeah, what does he sing? What uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a really popular song, yeah, like a popular '80s '80s song that he yeah. belts out, and it's super weird. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it is weird. And what does Cable Guy sing then? This is yeah okay. I've got to find out what he sings because this is uh, 
that this is one we have to bring up. We're gonna we'll get torn apart if we don't bring it up. Somebody to love. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, somebody to love, and he of course he goes. He puts all of his Jim Carreyisms into it, yeah. and it's. It's great. And uh, while he's doing that, uh, Matthew Broderick is in the other room sleeping with the girl. And mm. there's a <laughs> maybe along with the, the game, the game night scene, maybe this might be the scene I laughed at the most where <laughs> yeah. um, cable guy and like five other people just kind of just explode into this room where they're sleeping together. And and he's just dancing and staring at them while they're doing it in there and just keeps yeah. looking and just dances his way out. And it's not only just hilarious and creepy, but it's like a great like frame, like a great movie yeah. frame. Like there was one day like on my Instagram be- where um, I think it was like happy birthday to like, Jim Carrey or happy birthday to cable guy or something like that. And it was that frame. And I didn't really know what context it was, but I just loved the look on his like face. And I, lo- I thought it was just such a good frame that I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And it's even better that I, you know, you just know in the context in the movie, what it is. It's like <laughs> yeah. a pretty classic moment. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. They're both on, on top of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um i just so i just like pulled up that clip and it's funny like an even like like a small detail jim carrey is always making like references and stuff and before he sings the song he's he just goes does anybody remember the documentary gimme shelter on the rolling stones featuring whatever <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. that's why he's singing this song like it's not because of the song like he knows this song through a documentary that he watched right 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 yeah there's a lot of good um movie well there's just a lot of movie references in this movie, um, mm. which is which is fitting. Another thing Ace Ventura always does too is reference uh, movies and shows. And uh, I guess yeah, after this party the next day, uh, they're both they're both in like good moods, having uh, having breakfast and uh, and Matthew Broderick is actually like you know because he's yeah yeah he's in a his, good mood. His ex-girlfriend was on a date with Owen Wilson, whatever. So he's uh, right. He's like, okay, I'm. This is me moving on and everything. And he, uh, and he then finds out I, that uh, the girl he slept with was a prostitute, and yeah, that he paid and, her. And yeah, and he's he's um, the way he brings it up is I, I love the way um, that he break he tells him too. He like because he thinks that he knew. He thinks it's obvious. Um, the cable guy. He says. Oh, that's just how it is, man. I got this time. Uh, you got next time. He's like, I pay this time. You pay that. He's like, pay? What? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, a girl like that would never hang out with us for free. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Which actually uh, is great. Uh, it's just actually like perfect for the story because, of course, there's right. no way this. He's right. There's no way this woman would be hanging out with, would be friends with this cable guy unless he was and, either giving her free cable or paying her or both. And I think it's like a realization for Matthew Broderick's character is like, Oh wait. So now I'm in this guy's group now. Like 
she would never like spend time with guys like us. It's like, cause I'm now a guy like this. Cause I've been hanging out with this guy. I'm no longer yeah. a respectable human being <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I'm scum yeah. of the earth. Oh shit. So I'm going to be become like this guy now because I'm right. This crew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've pulled, before we move on, I did pull up some uh, of the movie references since we, Oh yeah. You know, we had, don't have you remembered. Um, so when he gives him the, you know, the setup, like we were talking about on the scene earlier, he's like, I got you the big screen TV, deluxe karaoke machine, and THX quality sound that would make George Lucas cream his pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's really, that's really it. <laughs> because all the other ones are like, that it, Rotten Tomatoes is listing are like, I think there are movies that are like, they're like, he's like reciting lines from movies. They don't list any ones where he's like, do you remember that scene from this movie? Which is kind of more so what I was going for. I think it's we'll hard. See. It's hard to. I'll find um, more as they go on. It's hard to remember all of them because they're so quick. And a lot of them are like deep cuts. Maybe not for 1996, yeah. but now. It's... I think that's what it is. So I think there's even more movie references than we realize in this yeah and even just normal thing it's seemingly normal things that jim carrey says could possibly be just actually referencing something else because yeah i'm skipping ahead a little bit but even in the end when he when matthew broderick's trying to figure out his real name when he realized when he's told that it's actually not chip he says his name is ricky ricardo or whatever and he starts laughing like yeah, just everything about this guy almost seems like he's uh, he's just like a, a caricature of uh, of an actual like TV guy. Like yeah, he, here he here's is... that Rolling Stones line. You might recognize yeah. this song is performed by Jess Jefferson Airplane in a rockumentary called "Give Me Shelter" about the Rolling Stones and their nightmare at Altamont. That yeah. night, the Oakland chapter of the Hell's Angels had their way. Tonight, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Like a lot of like these are really like well written like monologues for the cable guy. Like he has like very just I don't know, he has like a lot of like really smart things to say off about like television and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The more we're talking about it, the more I'm actually think I'm liking this movie more than than when I was watching it. Because part of part of me gets a little bit sick of jim carrey um as the movie goes on like he gets a little insufferable at, at times but right. uh when you really like think about his character and actually how detailed um his personality is then it's yeah uh, yeah i i respect it's more respect it's more than it you think more. yeah yeah um so yeah here we have yet again another point where matthew broderick is trying to kick him out of his life and uh, this is when we have the the big Owen Wilson fight scene in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Um, not only does he like give him a swirly, um, but he like gr- then he takes him to the main part of the bathroom and uh, does more shit to him. <laughs> I forget yeah. what it is, but. Yeah, I don't remember everything. I remember the hand dryer. He like sticks his mouth like right up to it or his face right up to it. Um, it yeah. 
And also, Owen Wilson, isn't he like, he's like a big douche at dinner. He's, he goes, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, how long's the chicken taking? Like, did the chick, did the eggs hatch yet? Like, he has one of those lines. Yeah. And um, Leslie Mann just can't, can't believe it, uh, sort of deal. He's like, sorry, sorry. And then he's like, so, uh, what do you do? And she starts to go into it, like real, like really trying to be honest about her life. And he's like, all right, I, I really want to hear about this, but I just got to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> you can just tell he's all about himself. It's kind of, he's, he's also like that. And in that, uh, James L. Brooks movie, how do you know? Like, he's like a, like a <laughs> disgusting, like self self-centered person. Yeah. Isn't he, uh, isn't he like a baseball player or something? Yeah, he's like a baseball yeah. player. And it's like so it's played off in a way where it's like, he's like, I know, but I don't know how. Like almost like he's innocent for being that way. Like he's like, I don't know how else to be, you know, just like <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's a pretty good Owen Wilson. Yeah. That's a Yeah, that's, a good that's how he that's how that's how he is in it. He's He's like, just I stay. I'm figuring this out. <laughs> like, I usually tell women to go, but you can stay. I guess. <laughs> That's a good impression, Luke. Yeah. I, um, whenever we yeah, need another like, Owen Wilson impression on the show, that's yeah. Well, I did suggest Wedding Crashers for one week, so there will <laughs> be right. plenty, plenty <laughs> more for that. Um, but yeah, that the Owen Wilson scene is a creepy scene. It's where Jim Carrey kind of blends the line between comedic actor to to a David Lynch actor. To where I then think, why the fuck didn't this guy work with David Lynch? Like, what did we miss out on that this oh, guy man. and David Lynch never worked together? He is like at like artistically at the level of an actor to work with David Lynch, like easily. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like no knock on Ben Stiller or the Fairley brothers or any of that, but am he should have been working. He should have been a character in Twin Peaks or something like that. Yeah, Cause he, he would is, totally fit in that, that world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And be able to really stretch that side to him. Cause while he was the big, while, while he was so popular in the nineties because he's in these popular movies, his performances are not like, traditional of like popular comedic actors like you know that where i don't know just this accessibility for everyone thing where it's not like there's a lot of so many creepy sides to it like will ferrell and elf is ignorant he's not like he's not creepy you know like the one scene Mm -hmm. where he's accidentally creepy to zoe de chanel it's like laughed off because he's He's ignorant, but as say if Jim know. Carrey, if Jim Carrey was the elf in that scene, he would be staring at um, Zoe Deschanel through the shower like a predator, yeah. and it would be a completely different movie. But he would somehow like pull it off, you know. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. that, that's just like an interesting thing about Jim Carrey that I find is that he has this whole creepy, weird, like oh, like Joker esque side to him as an actor, like David Lynch movie thing. But yet he was also able to pull off being like this popular, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's just different for like a big movie star comedic actor than we've seen what we've seen in the past. Yeah, that's really true. The weird, weird times in the in the 90s where, yeah, this was sort of like the mainstream. Yeah, where you could just like 
comedy movies. Do, yeah. do whatever, experiment. I don't know. Just everyone was open to things. Like, yeah. 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 The, all the, you know, the pre 9 11 times, everyone was so loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where Jim Carrey was off the walls and. Yeah. Now everyone's got yeah. so sensitive. Yeah. And the Fairley brothers were able to be creepy in their movies. Yeah. Yeah. Now the Fairley brothers are all trying to prove that they're not racist or something. Right. Nine, nine, yeah. yeah. 9-11 ruined the Fairley brothers <laughs> yeah. for all of us. Yeah. That's, that's um, the worst part about it. Yeah. Um, there's also this line from, I don't remember him saying this, but uh, some of the cable guy says, says, he who hesitates masturbates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him saying that at all, but okay. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing him though, saying it with the lisp, but I'm like, Oh, that's, that sounds funny. Yeah. Yeah. You hesitates masturbates <laughs> yeah i don't know why i don't know what it is but i really cannot remember a lot of i feel like i was focused in on watching this movie but i can't remember a lot of quotes yeah i mean i maybe just this was so um, this was my second time seeing it for me that's my reason why um I think this maybe my yeah third for me yeah yeah so it also made me think like how would i think differently about this movie if i had grown up with it mm-hmm. in, like all the other ones you know um, right yeah like it, how is how is this different from say you know the mask or something like that like it it, it all it too is very weird and off the walls and so it, it, i don't know it's just something about growing up with something you know as we talked about jingle all the way is a very flawed movie movie but it gets better every time in a way for me because i grew up watching it and i've seen it so many times yeah yeah and that's where like yeah because i the first time i saw the cable guy i was an adult whereas um so i felt like just a little more tired of of jim carrey's character by the end but really i mean yeah like the mask ace ventura like all these characters i grew up with i never really got got tired of or felt like they were um starting to get like insufferable towards the end um because yeah, different mindset as a kid, as a kid watching it. So yeah, I, I definitely feel like this would be, um, I, don't know, I would be more like fond of this movie overall if I grew up watching it. Um, yeah, yeah, and and same with you know vice versa. If I had never seen Ace Ventura until I was an adult, I definitely would not, uh, would not like it as much. Um, yeah, yeah, the passage of time. Um, right. But uh, uh, so where I guess, were we at? I guess after plot, all the plot all of this that, film, um, this is when this is when Jim Carrey starts his revenge on. Yeah, this is where he starts his scheming, his Heath Ledger Joker scheming part of the movie. Yeah, um, where he really goes yeah, so, from just like a super like weird, strange guy to like, oh my god, this guy is uh, like terrifying. Like yeah, he's, so he's gonna kill we somebody. got we we got the Owen Wilson thing. He calls Leslie Mann and um and he well doesn't he go to her house? Goes to her yeah. house. He, he goes to her, her place. Up with cable. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> and he's like, uh, that's like his icebreaker too to getting into 
her place, which is still like very creepy. He kind of goes like mm-hmm. premium pack, premium packages. And she's like, I didn't order any. And he then he says, he says really weirdly, like you have a secret in my room. And yeah, um, yeah. then gets into her house through that. And he's kind of like walking around her place, smelling everything as she's like, asking questions about steven and he's like she's oh he's over the moon for you or something yeah, like that yeah. and um i guess he is trying to like help, trying to help him still he he is but he's also in a way has like he's got like her on his side too now you know for the rest are of all, the movie. all for him yeah yes very yeah. much so um and uh then um, I think then Steven at work gets a call from Leslie Mann in the middle of a job. Um, and he then I think he ditches. Does he ditch a Jack Black to the rock concert? Um, or something like that. Doesn't he like doesn't Jack Black come up and go, like, are you ready to rock? And then yeah, he's yeah. like. I'm sorry, man. I got some comes like you're ditching me, are you? And it's like just this really small thing, but you get to see like a glimpse of Jack Black into the future of his career at least, because you get to see at least him say, I are you ready to rock? At yeah, least it's so on brand for Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though it comes out of nowhere in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then is is that around the same time that he gets arrested at work for yeah, so he has like one quick encounter with Cable Guy after that where he's like, I got you. I helped you out. I got your girl oh, back, yeah, man. Yeah. Do you want to go catch a movie or something? And then he finally like makes a stand and he's like, that he, all right, I, uh, he's like, I'm going to have to work really hard to, um, you know, to keep my girlfriend now. Like, I need, I don't have time for any new friends. And um, he's like, Are you sure you're okay with this? He's like, Yeah yeah i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) most obvious like he's not okay like display of acting um and i think after that is when he this is a thing i missed i don't know if i went to go grab food or something but like or if i just zoned out all i i just remember seeing him in jail (laughs) yeah uh, yeah the cops show up at his work so it's like in front of his boss, like things are like going well. And then in front of his boss, the cops show up and like arrest him for all the <laughs> the stolen stuff that Chip put in his put in his apartment and basically framed him. Right, and right. That's so that now makes I guess, sense. Now I guess is really when he's starting to like try and take Matthew Broderick down. And uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he visits him in prison and i gotta jump to this thing he does when he visits I know him in prison because yeah. he he sticks his nipple out to the glass <laughs> he just whips it out sticks it to the glass and and he's like no no you're gonna get me killed in here and there's like a prisoner right next to him going like "Ooh, you're mine yeah. or something like that yeah he like winks at and him then, yeah. yeah and then he, and then he like buttons he buttons him back buttons back up he's like i'm just kidding i'm just jerking <laughs> your chain or something like that i think th- isn't that a reference to something too like it probably is like going through this is. now i'm starting to think like that this whole movie is nothing but references in a way. Yeah. Cause like a lot of the times you're wondering where does this dialogue even come from? And it's like, Oh, it must be a movie or something like that. 
yeah i think i think in that scene he even um he's he's like i'm just kidding like haven't you ever seen this or whatever and i think that must be what it's in oh yeah no it's oh yeah it's some prison movie fuck uh i'm trying to find it it's like oh billy midnight express yeah he's like oh okay Remember Midnight Express? Oliver Stone won Academy Award for Best Director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do remember him saying that. <laughs> He's just like laughing hysterically. Yeah. Oliver Stone won an Academy Award for that. Yeah, oh, and then. Good. Yeah, and then that's when he. Yeah, he's like, "This is the guy that framed me." Like he's, you know. Um. Yeah. He's well, really yeah. hitting his breaking point, and uh, and the, yeah, right. of course, the guard is one of his preferred customers. So. Yeah, preferred customer. And um, <laughs> then he gets him out, and then we have the dinner scene. Um, uh, he's like visiting his parents with Leslie Mann, and all of a sudden, Cable guy is just there. Chips there, and yeah. Chips there. He's like, "Why'd you invite him?" <laughs> and she's, and she's like, "Yeah, she's like, I invited him." Like they've been like talking this whole time, <laughs> um, and he he wants to like you know. He wants to, you know, tell on him, but he can't because he's got like the picture of him with the, the prostitute from earlier. So he's got yeah. that over him too for not being able to tell his girlfriend. Um, and then Chip's and, like uh, trying to like get the family on his side too, and he talks like he's talking yeah. about medieval times, but making it seem like uh, Matthew Broderick was the one that was like crazy. oh like from his perspective yeah he tells like a whole story like it's just it's very reminiscent of like i don't like the way say like uh you know just just like say like how michael and jan act in the office like dinner party episode where like they're trying to like put on a thing uh to you know appear normal and likable and charismatic in this dinner party Mm -hmm. it's like what dinner party's about and like i i feel like you see the cable guy putting a lot of his um, like his personality disorder and lying ability and uh, the fact that he's watched a lot of TV on display in this dinner party to like get everyone on his side uh, pretty much including, which I will continue to say as long as we're talking about the dinner party, Bob Odenkirk, who's always just <laughs> yeah. sitting there like laughing a lot, a lot at, <laughs> and <laughs> really likes, really likes chip in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the life of the party. And I think he's, hilarious and yeah uh, and he always says like the most corny of jokes too and they 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 laugh i I don't even remember i wish i now i wish i had one of those jokes ready Um, yeah um yeah yeah i I can't think of any specifics in this scene besides the uh the password is vagina I forget what clues uh, Jim Carrey gives because Matthew, yeah, Matthew Broderick just goes very broad, like woman center. Yeah, woman um, center. And then of and, course and Matthew his, uh, Jim Carrey's giving clues to Matthew Broderick's girlfriend, so that's and, and doesn't he like Matthew Broderick go like I'm not saying it, and then yeah, and he's like to that my mom, and then his dad goes like she's a grown woman, she can take it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so relatable because anyone in that situation would hate 
uh to play that like with their uh yeah with their parents but then yeah well, or Carey's with anyone so it's like, like oh, one of the most yeah. just cringy just one of the most cringy uh dinner party games you could think of is what chip brings decides to bring up <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i oh the whole like point of it too is like uh not the whole point of it like uh chip is writing these himself um i forgot about that like these aren't just like oh these are a part of the game like chip is purposely writing all of these like foreskin and penis oh. to to make it uncomfortable to make it weird yeah um <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm just looking at the clip now of him it's just so great like the fact that he's like playing this game with him and that he's whispering it creepily into his ear right after he (laughs) got this guy he's he just got out of jail because of this guy yeah right yeah he was just Uh, literally framed by this guy yeah it's fucking comedic gold the password is (laughs) penis and then he's oh yeah yeah okay so like yeah, he, uh, he for the pad the the clue he gives for vagina is penis. So he's like, yeah, yeah, penis. yeah. And he penis. says it. He says it so mischievous. Everyone laughs at his Everyone like giggles delivery. And of he's it. just yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> like yeah. whatever. Yeah, and uh, and she, and he, he keeps saying it too. He keeps penis, penis. Yeah, <laughs> and then he like when she guesses it, he gives. Leslie Mann, like such a weird hug around her shoulders. Yeah. She got it. She got it. Really fucking weird. <laughs> and his dad's like, I would have said schlong. Yeah. Like just <laughs> making it worse and worse for him. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's a. Uh, we've probably talked uh, enough about that, but we, we have. I, yeah. I, I really like it. I still, I, I like that scene a lot. Um, and I, I think eventually uh, Steven loses it. And um, everyone's like, everyone's like, take it easy, Steven. And like, as if yeah. he's like an insane person, you know, boy cried wolf sort of situation thing. And they're all on uh, Chip's side. Um, yeah. They have no and... idea what Steven has gone through the past, uh, past like weeks with this guy. Right. So, yeah. um, and I, I don't really remember what happens directly next. So after that he so yeah chip chip leaves everyone's mad at him and uh later then we find out from jack black i think that um that chip doesn't actually well first of all his name is yeah. chip it's like yeah. larry or something and he <laughs> doesn't work for the cable company because he was fired for stalking um customers to to be their friend so he's fired for doing the same thing he's doing now and and this is when he like kidnaps leslie mann and takes her to the satellite dish i think i think that's what this leads to then um where he has that monologue uh, about cable where you'll be able to um yeah watch whatever while playing mortal Kombat with your friend in vietnam right 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 well like he actually says it before in that first scene but now he says it and it's in an even darker manner um yeah yeah and this part of the movie is where for me i'm like okay this movie is like uh i don't know it's like it's like trying to it's like unique it's like really building towards something 
Um, mm-hmm. Like it's it's it, it comes full fledged. This guy's insane, psychopathic, like willing to murder people. Because like before, when it's just like when it's like the weird like buddy comedy stuff, it's hard to see that as much. Because mm-hmm. as you said, he's literally going like he's like uh, you know go you got to talk to her, man, or something like that, or like here have some eggs, mm-hmm. man. What a night, right? And uh, stuff like that, and. It almost makes, I, I was able to see really like, oh, I see why like Ben Stiller would want to direct this, some, this sort of thing. Cause it's really unique and why it's like shot in a lot of way in like differently than a lot of comedies throughout, like not as like brightly lit and stuff like that. And um, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's just like a unique, it's a unique script despite its um, deficiencies and uh, um especially towards towards the end when when chips up there being all crazy then he like tries to kill himself and and ends up surviving and mm-hmm. um then they're like they're like how you doing chip after that it's like it's just such a uh, strange turn of events uh that's all yeah. kind of fit. it's just kind of fitting for what the rest of this movie is yeah and even before that, it's when it's when he's like really haunting Matthew Broderick because where there's that scene where his eyes are like all I think it, I think it's a dream, I'm pretty sure it's a dream or a nightmare really? where Matthew Broderick is seeing him going like the cable guy and he's like in the hallway <laughs> through the people like right 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 to bust open the door so he's like reliving um, that scene from the beginning yeah uh yeah yeah and then he had he tries to have that like prophetic um yeah death and, and he survives yeah, yeah, somehow he, yeah which is also like a thing from a movie <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah and uh maybe he it's referencing lion king yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah right he's trying to die like mufasa or something like that yeah. Yeah. he thinks this is oh this is the perfect like ending to my story and uh, <laughs> and then he of course the the whole i was wondering how the you know the whole ben stiller trial was gonna like fit into the story and of course it's they're finally finding out the verdict and and as soon as they're about to announce it he you know all the the cable goes out because he slams into the satellite yeah yeah Um, which is very similar to another the ending of the truman show which we covered a couple weeks back in a way that's right yeah the transmission yeah uh, cut transmission yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah i forgot we just did another jim carrey movie recently um right and uh yeah and then we get him and uh he's been rescued he's in the the helicopter and the the paramedic guy is like hey hey buddy you doing okay and he's like right right am i really your buddy and he's <laughs> like yeah. uh sure yeah. yeah sure you are and he goes and, and you can see like, he's like, like he's on a whole he's on a whole nother thing now and now he's yeah. he's like all right on to the on to the next one pretty yeah. much yeah now i'm gonna destroy this uh this paramedics this life guy's here. life yeah. yeah great great ending i thought yeah i thought it, yeah i i thought it couldn't have ended better yeah it definitely uh yeah they they wrapped it up nicely with that yeah um yeah that's the that's the cable guy yeah what's funny about the truman show recently is i was like here's a weird comparison i have is i was real i was thinking about like the wave you know that the town in the truman show is 
portrayed. And I just kept thinking of like the matrix for some reason and how the city and like the real world in the matrix is portrayed. It's like very similar, like, like the town is very similar, like nine to five, like robots, like walking around sort of deal. And the town, like, while it's, a, you know, it's shown in a little darker of a manner, it's still kind of that same feel. And I know like the matrix is like shot in Chicago. And so they, but they try to not make it look like Chicago sort of deal, which you can always kind of do because not everyone knows all the Chicago landmarks and buildings and stuff, but it's kind of just shot overhead. And for some reason in my head recently, I've just, I can't, I, I just keep comparing those movies and they're, um, and they're just like the way they shoot like everyday society. Um, and and yeah. like, I don't think a lot of people would think of it necess necessarily in that way, but I find them just, I don't know, philosophically similar in that manner. You know, and I know, uh, I know they both are saying completely different things and have completely yeah. different plots and shit, but just on those things, I just, I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. That's, that's just, interesting. That's just, yeah. that's just something that came up because after our Truman show episode, all these, I don't know, just I, I'll have I'll like think of the Truman show out of nowhere for like no random reasons. Like if I'm just running errands at a mall, I'm like, look at all these people. This is kind of like the Truman show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the Truman show is kind of like the Matrix this is also kind of like the Matrix, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. The, that's interesting. The, the world is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this a simulation? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wonder what was going on. And yeah, maybe this was just a late nineties thing where it's like getting to the turn of the century and people were like becoming more like we were as a society becoming more self-aware of, uh, I don't know, like how strange life is, is like, uh, yeah, it's just like a, an awakening of sorts. Yeah. 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 But sometimes when I think that way and I'm walking around like that and I'm just like looking, I'm like, isn't this insane? All these people out here running errands, like blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, wow, it's kind of fucked up that I think this way, but then I'll be like, wow, but at least I'm not alone because like, like the people who like made the Truman show think like, think similar yeah. like that, or like the matrix or something like that, you know, you're, so you're not, so like, I'm not the only one with this distorted view necessarily. If you, yeah. if you're going to call it distorted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that, yeah. Cause you think that you're the crazy one, but then yeah. it's like, no, like okay, if you go to a yeah. mall, it's impossible for me now after watching the Truman show last time, <laughs> it's really hard not to think of it that way. I even think like, what is, you know, when I'm driving somewhere, um, or like I have a, I have a flight and it's like 6am. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. What are all of these people doing? Yeah, and you're, you've San managed Jose to get Denver? to get into the middle of everything. Yeah, everyone's yeah. going to the city. Yeah, I yeah, just those... like what what is drawing all of these people to mm -hmm. fly to this destination at the same exact right. time, same day? Like that, yeah. that is crazy to me. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you're like. Well, but for me, it's not a big deal that I want to fly, but like, why the hell are all, all these other people yeah. flying? You know, like, like your, your whole small things like, I just needed to fly. That's why I'm here. You know, why the yeah. fuck is everyone else here? That's, that's why I was thinking. I was like, why am I, you know, I'm at, I was at DSW. I'm like, I just need some new shoes. Got to pick up some new shoes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this all? Everyone. Why do these people new need shoes? new shoes? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
yeah right, that's, right. yeah yeah no that's i think i think that every time i'm on, on a flight they're like ladies and gentlemen we have a we have a full flight here so um you know if you have anything in like the up in the upper bin that can be put below the seat like please do it. and it's like what we have a full flight like there's hundreds of people right now that are also going from chicago san to Den. san jose right now yeah like a very specific yeah. thing it's that is that is weird i think that every time i fly yeah that's um yeah that, the truman show that's yeah can't stop thinking about that stuff yeah well, well yeah and just the fact that it like did the the cable guy ends in a similar fashion i don't know yeah like that that stuck mm. out to me um yeah, the, I I dig the I dig the cable guy. Um, you know, the, I, the, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind owning it one day on DVD. <laughs> as you the should. The more we talked <laughs> about it, the more uh, the, yeah, the more I actually yeah appreciate it more that it's it's actually yeah. not just sort of like a stupid like nonsense uh, phoned in yeah. comedy. Like there's actually yeah. a lot of details in it. Um, yeah, because even because right. even watching it this time, there were moments where I was like, Ugh. "Like I'm getting real tired of of Jim Carrey's shtick right now." Right, this. right. Well, and that's an exhausting thing to watch after a long day of work if you've had one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily a comedy to just kick back and uh, yeah, and enjoy. It's it's there's yeah there's a there's a lot to it, but yeah, I'm glad we did this. This is a uh, one of the weirder one of the weirder movies we've we've talked about and uh, yeah and well what spawned this is the idea too of um not wanting to talk about <laughs> movies that are all godfather godfathery perfect you know what i mean like objectively kind of, good yeah uh, yeah just like ever you're like you're like yeah you feel you need to revere every single scene sort of deal like that's how i I almost felt exhausted by that in The Godfather, and I was kind of like, "Well, I could also talk about how this is really good, but I'm just, I want, I just want to like talk, about, you know, like I don't know, find yeah. some interesting, more interesting to say about it than that." Um, uh, so yeah, we're, I, I guess we're, we we talked about trying to do more, uh, like mediocre to the bad side of movies, and I'm yeah, actually, sure. uh, um, I'm very excited about doing that because I also, I do think we're for some reason we're good about talking about flawed comedies, especially. So yeah. um, more of that should be on the way soon. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's more fun to talk about not so good movies a lot of the time too. So yeah. Yeah. Mixing yeah. it up. 